How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. Pass to the wing to Lyles. He drives, bounces back to Johnson. Three straight down the barrel. Got it! Utah's got the lead on a 21-8 run. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz coming to you from Toronto, Canada on the 5th of January. Who should the Jazz be playing at the four and in what combinations? We dig into that. Is the Favors-Gobert combo working at all? We'll look at all of those items with the Jazz playing rotation, plus take your questions on a Facebook Live Thursday edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Good morning. Glad to have you along with me if you're live on Facebook, like three of you at this point. This is a little show we do every day. It all started with me drinking coffee with you in the morning, talking jazz basketball. And uh, it has built into something a little bigger. I thank you very much for that. You've created that. Uh, it's an early morning edition. I think snow has fallen along the Wasatch Front. At least I've gotten a bunch of notifications. My kids' school is opening later today than usual, so I'm guessing that that's the case. Uh, here in Canada, I had... Uh, I had octopus last night. It's on my Facebook page. You've probably seen the picture if you're watching on Facebook Live. It was pretty good, actually. I decided to do something a little different. Great restaurant. Uh, so, anyway, I uh, then played around with playing pairs uh, for the Jazz Bigs. We'll look at that, and then I'll take your Facebook questions. So, that's the plan. It's all brought to you by our friends on Thursdays, Shamrock Auto Group. That's right, Shamrock Auto Group does a one brings us the Facebook Live edition. Rob Taylor. See, I've had my coffee, and I'm uh, awake enough uh, to be able to tell you the right name on Rob Taylor. Uh, Rob owns Shamrock Auto Group. Uh, it's got some great guys that work around there. If you're considering purchasing a truck or a car in the next few weeks, give Shamrock Auto Group a call. They'll save you money. They'll get you a nice super vehicle, give you a buying experience. It's quick and pleasant. Uh, that's their, what they do, and they live off return customers. 801-319-2250. You go to the website, shamrockautogroup.com. Uh, if you... If you go, you read the Google reviews, you'll see everything I've been telling you about Shamrock Auto Group. It's, it's really an incredible thing. Uh, reason number one is their, their salespeople are helpful. They're nice. Uh, they're going to try to help you out. Uh, if you read Amy, fantastic on her. Amy wrote this about, I, I pulled this from about a year ago, just kind of randomly. She wrote a fantastic place to buy a car. No beep. Uh, bag salesman. He was great. Totally friendly. No pressure. Knowledgeable. Help us with a car truck great value for our trade-in uh as well they've been in business for nine years they're huge fans of locked on jazz anything you can do to support our sponsors is great uh, you can call rob he's the owner 801-319-2250 that's 801-319-2250 uh they take care of their customers completely upfront and transparent pricing they'll give you outdoor pricing within five minutes of you being there uh they've got great cars uh for you mostly they're are 
you know, slightly, slightly used. Uh, and so you're getting the better value on the deal. Call Rob, 801-319-2250 in Pleasant Grove, Utah. If you're looking for a car or a truck, head down to Pleasant Grove along the way. Henry from Australia says hi. Sean from Seattle says hi. Facebook Live Edition. Always love that. And that leads us in to our next segment of the program, which, of course, as you know, is pins across the world. You can send me your pin uh, along the way, which is uh, where it is that you listen to the program from, uh, what it is that you, uh, how you became a jazz fan. Uh, we got a bunch of them recently, but we always will take more. And I, I know the numbers of people that listen to the show, and I know that you have not sent yours in yet. So please do. Uh, this one comes from Joshua. Uh, red hair. Yes, that's my real name. And I live in Brussels, Belgium, where I'm working on a master's degree in international development and human rights law. I went to high school in American Fork, got my bachelor's degree at Weber State, and I've been a jazz fan from the time my family moved to Utah. Me and my brothers used to watch all 82 games together before I moved here. I remember being at game three of the 2008 playoffs, maybe 2009, when Wesley Matthews game winning tip rolled around the rim before falling out, causing the Jazz to lose. Even though we lost the game, the excitement, the intensity, the energy in the stadium, something I've never forgotten. Now I live in Europe, can't watch the Jazz games. Your podcasts and Empty the Noggin and Postcast are my materials to keep up on the Jazz fans. Thanks for all you do uh, for the fans. And thank you, Joshua Redhair. We're not, we're not reading that one by second accidentally. We're going to remember the name, Joshua uh, Redhair. All right, let's look at our playing uh, we've seen Quinn really interestingly uh, over the last two games, uh, maybe even three, just kind of search for some combination. Now, the the premise of this, obviously, the big part is that Derek's not right yet. So, I, I still believe that by excuse me, nothing like Facebook Live to not be able to edit that out. Uh, the uh, I still believe that. Derek, you know, by the end of the month is a different player than he is uh, right now. But in the meantime, probably try to take a look and see what's working and what's not in our various playing pair bigs. And we'll start with traditional and then we'll move to playing pair, kind of getting small and playing around that. It'll get a little complicated, probably be better written in some ways. Uh, But let's... Let's get going here uh, on this one. So the most active big man pair that's played this year is Rudy Gobert and Boris Diaw. And that group is a plus 8.3 per 100 possessions. So they've played in 26 games. They're a plus 8.3. They've played 438 minutes. The offense is 108. The defense is 99.7. Just to put that in perspective, uh, anything under 100 is – would be number one in the league, very, very elite defensively. Uh, and then anything over – the league average is 104, so anything up in the – the Raptors are the number one offense – or number two offense in the league now, 113. Anything over 110 is pretty outstanding. So 108 is really good. 99.7 is great. The second most used big over 35 games is Rudy Gobert and Trey Lyles. And that's plus 4.9, so still pretty good. Uh, the 107.1 offense and the defense is not as good at 102.2. Uh, so a little less good defensively, a uh, little better offensively. Uh, the third most common play pair big 
is Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert. They've played in 19 games and 195 minutes together. And what's interesting about this is I think for Quinn, it feels awkward. The floor spacing's bad. Uh, it's hard to run offensive plays. It never feels good. You know what? It's dominant. It's plus 11.6. It was bad against Boston, uh, but it's plus 11.6 in 19 games. Uh, uh, 108.5 offensive rating and 97 defensive rating. So you just can't score when we've got the Wasatch front on the floor. Uh, plus 11.6. It's it's the best lineup that we still have if Gobert and Favors uh, together. Uh, I, I use... Uh, there's a site called NBA Wowie, which is terrific, and I use it some. Uh, it's really, it's really a terrific site to to find this. I am using uh, a different program. NBA Wowie has slightly um, different numbers on some of this. Um, they have favors in Gobert at 191 minutes instead of 195. Uh, but they still have the offensive rating at one. They have the offensive rating at one eleven, and the defensive rating at ninety nine. So pretty dominant uh, with those two on the floor. As much as I think people are wondering if that works and whether it feels correctly, and we don't close with it very often, and other teams are going small, people just can't score on it at all. Um, so that's what's going on. By the way, I apologize. You're going to see me occasionally go. Grab on the top of my shoulder if you're watching live video. I don't know if you can see this. I have this knob that's coming out of my shoulder. It's like I've become an alien or something. It hurts. All right. That was more information you need to know. Uh, so that the favors go bear lineup is still dominant. Now, the next four most commonly big used big lineups are all negative. Derek favors Trey Lyles in 20 games is negative 3.5. We have a hard time... Uh, Scoring at 97.7 and a defensive rating of 101.3. Okay? Uh, Trey Lyles and Jeff Withy, which never in our right mind did I think we ever expect to have on the floor together, has played 142 minutes together and is minus 9. So when you start talking about the injuries not having an impact, you're full of it. Uh, so that, I think, is that is a big one. The next two are Boris Dia with Derek Favors. It has played almost none. It's played 44 minutes together this year. It's minus 6.5, and it can't defend. Uh, but it's only 44 minutes. And Boris Diaw and Trey Lyles, minus 6.1 as well. That's played just 34 minutes. So that's th- those are the traditional big lineups uh, that are out there. Now, let's let's move to... Um, a few other combinations. Now, this is going to get a little wacky, so let's see if we can stay together on this here on Facebook Live Thursday edition from Toronto, Canada of Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, all right, if you have Gobert on the floor as your center, Joe Johnson and Joe Ingles together, but no Derek Favors, no Boris Diaw, no Trey Lyles. So you're playing small in some combination with Joe or uh, either in the Joes. Okay, so you're playing Gobert with the Joes, and you're leaving the other the bigs out. They played 88 minutes. They've outscored their opponents 203 to 162. 
Pretty good. Plus 41. The offensive rating is a 127. The defensive rating is a 101. If you have favors in that same lineup, 23 minutes of time, you're at 61-60. One of the keys to the season is going to be if Derek Favors can get healthy enough that he can play center for periods of time well enough to be good enough to be that we're still good when he's on the floor. That's that's a huge, huge question. Okay? Uh, you, you have Joe Johnson with Gobert. No D.L. Favors allowed. So just Joe Johnson is your power forward. 153 minutes. We've outscored the opponents 350 to 286. 350. The offensive rating is a 120 with a 57% effective field goal percentage. Incredible. Can't imagine sustainable. 57% effective field goal percentage with Joe Johnson at the four this year. And Gobert is the center. Uh, if you have Joe Ingles with that same lineup, we've outscored the opponents 239 to 214. Again, with Gobert, offensive rating is 118.3, defense is 106. Uh, so that's that's good. So, again, Gobert with Johnson and Ingles, it's it's plus 25 per 100 possessions. He's, that's an incredible number. Favors and Johnson, with Favors, it's about even. And, by the way, I didn't finish that one. In 23 minutes, it's 61-60. The Jazz are shooting an effective field goal percentage of 69%. The opponent's at 72. Neither of those is sustainable. Shows you, one, that that offense can really score. Two, they can't defend right now at all, probably, because Derek still can't move quite right. Uh, If you have Joe with Rudy Gobert uh, and none of the other fours, D.L. Favors or Lyles, uh, we're about a plus 20. So those those lineups are all seeming to work. Uh, fairly well. Uh, last one uh, is you have only they've only played eight minutes with Favors and Johnson and no Ingles. So Favors with Johnson has only played eight minutes and only three minutes with Favors as the center and just Ingles as the power forward. So those are the four. Uh, to look at. Jazz are home, or those are the various kind of combinations you can make your own decision out of. But but I think I think actually what's exciting is I would say when we're big, it's working. Uh what when it's when we're big, it's working. And then when he uh goes small, it's working. And the only thing that I guess is not working uh, right now are some lineups with Trey, if Trey Lyles is out there without Rudy Gobert. So that's not, that's not working. Frankly, Boris or Trey Lyles without Rudy Gobert. So Derek Favors as the center, which I guess would be my next one to kind of look up, is not working very well right now. Derek, Derek, Derek Favors as the center does not have a positive lineup yet. So that's, that's, when he gets healthy, that's key. That's a key, key thing uh, for the season. Uh, the Utah Jazz come home on Tuesday to play LeBron and the Cleveland Cavaliers. The tickets are available that better than that. Tickets are available in some awesome packages um, that you can grab by going to utahjazz.com and, and getting a part of them. Uh, so make sure that you take a minute and uh, 
Get your tickets, throw out, or just come to that game if you want to, or there's a multiple games uh, for you to check out. Also, if your company would like to advertise on Locked On Jazz in this new year, uh, you can do so. Your spot would go, like, probably right about here. There's a real good chance it would go right here. Uh, you would reach uh, an audience that's 97% men. You would reach an audience that is 72%, I think is the last number, uh, 18 to 44, and also about 72%, 25 to 54. I'll update those numbers for you. Uh, we think it's reasonable. We think it's got a good uh, CPM. So if you want to uh, check it out, find out more, and podcast listeners are showing to uh, interact with sponsors at a much higher level, as hopefully you will with Shamrock Auto Group today. Uh, so feel free to email me at dlock09 at gmail.com. That's dlock09 at gmail.com. Uh, for those wondering, the SeatGeek promo code for this show is LOJazz. LOJazz. All right, let's go to Facebook Live questions. Um, I sent out an email or Facebook late last night because I knew this was going to be early. Uh, Jonathan Wells says, The ball movement on offense has really slowed down since around the time we beat Houston at home. This has coincided with a stretch until Boston where our offense had long stretches of looking really bogged down. Any thoughts on why that's happening? Um, well, I think probably the number one reason is no George Hill. I mean, we probably can go look at everything else and and you know analyze it forever and, and be wrong. So... Uh, I, I think that really what you're looking at is is no George Hill. Uh, just not having your starting point guard in the NBA is a big deal. Look at all the other teams. Look at New Orleans and how uh, different they are when you suddenly have, uh, you know, the play of and the caliber of play of, of Drew Holiday back. Um, I have not updated my latest offensive numbers, which is what I was trying to – oh, maybe I have um, – so I was trying to look at here to see if there's some validity to even the premise. Uh, the offense was good against Boston. You know, part of bogging down could be if people are switching everything, you're trying to find the mismatch and take advantage of it. Um, so, uh, but I, I think as much as anything, it's George Hill. I haven't noticed, I would be honest, I haven't noticed that same concept. So, I mean, we had a season-high assist the other night. So I'm not sure that I – but I, you did say before the Boston game. Superior confidence seems to be the trademark of elite teams. There are points where you, you can see specific players' confidence in the Jazz just disappears. That experience that builds this or something that uh, – again, um, this is this is the biggest benefit of George Hill and his confidence level matches his talent or spills over to the rest of the team. So, again, this is hard. Jonathan, these are great questions. And they're hard for me, though, because the – there's a premise that I have to buy into before answering the question, which one is hard for me because I don't buy into anything initially. So the first thing I have to buy into is that there are specific moments where our players' confidence just disappear. I'm not. Um, I, and, I, and so that's hard because collectively, I, like I don't see Gordon's confidence disappearing. I don't see Rudy's. I Rodney's up and down a little bit. But that's probably also a talent level. Um, and it's probably also a strength level. In the case of Rodney specifically, sometimes I just don't think he's strong enough yet, and hasn't. I don't think he's. I'm not sure if he's crossed over the average strength of a small of a shooting guard in the NBA. And so there are nights where if you don't have your strength, then you can't use all your skill. Uh, for Gordon, I think he's maximizing his talent. So I think there's nights where maybe he doesn't make a play late because he's not LeBron, or he's not James Harden, or he's not Russell Westbrook. Um, George Hill's benefit is he brings a calmness to what's going on and having been there before. I think that's very clear. And there's, 
there's a tendency to be very loose with some possessions at times, which is what drives me bananas. You'd have to buy that premise, too. Uh, what would be the ideal first-round matchup for the Jazz? I think the Rockets would be good since Rudy tends to neutralize Harden. Yeah, the Rockets are really good. They're they're the, going to be the third seed. I don't think anyone's catching them. Um, you know, and the Clippers, I think, would be terrible because they've got four players that are great and they've been there before. So Oklahoma City would probably be ideal. The only way you're getting to that is getting to three or Memphis. So I don't, And I don't know if we can get to three. Houston's really running away with that. Uh, Josh, I heard the Celtics fans cheered last night when Gordon Hayward was introduced in an attempt to show Gordon they would want him to come join his former coach, Brad Stevens. Jay Crowder was mad about it, uh, which is pretty funny, actually. But the question is, do you think that kind of stuff actually influences a player later on when he's making a free agency decision? Sure. Sure. I think the message that was sent to Gordon was we would embrace you if you came. I'm sure they would embrace him um, anyway. But, yeah, absolutely. I think that has... Um, and I think, frankly, when you when we sit there in Salt Lake and boo former every former player that ever comes into our arena, I think it makes us look terrible. And further, uh, so I I, um, I I think those crowd reactions have a minor impact. Nothing, um, nothing enormous. But I yeah sure. Did Gordon hear that? Is it, if he didn't hear it, he might not have heard. It. He's heard about it now. Uh, did do I think it? Imp- Sure, maybe. Do I think that uh, other players here, every time we boo guys that in their mind gave their their bodies and time to us, and then we boo them, do they hear that? Yeah, I, I think I, I think I think players are very aware. Uh, Trevor, I know Rudy currently ranks very high in pack. We'll do pack tomorrow. Uh, since this is a proprietary metric of yours, does he and others on our team compare rank uh, in the metrics more widely used around the league? Um, well, pack's different. Nobody has the exclusive offensive rating. I guess the next question would be where do guys rank in real plus minus? I haven't looked at it because real plus minus sample size is too small right now um, to have great value. Uh, so I haven't – I don't dig into real plus minus quite yet. Uh, it's – you know, I think that um, if I'm correct, Chris Paul's number one, Giannis is number two, LeBron th- three Kyle Lowry four and I know that because I looked at Kyle Lowry last night um just out of a reference point I don't I think Rudy was top 20 player in the NBA so that will that's pretty darn good David you probably get this question a lot I'm really concerned about what I see from Derek he's never been a high energy guy but now with the nagging injuries that seem to aggravate some of the other problems um have we seen the best we will ever see from him? Uh, what kind of options do the Jazz have if this is Derek of the future? What are the contingency plans if Derek's health cannot improve? It seems that under the current progress of the team, its core players would be the least likely to get a big long-term extension. Do you agree? Why or why not? And does Joe Ingles' improved play skew the short-term or long-term financial plans? He seems to bring more to the game than Alec does. All right, so... Uh, I talked about Derek yesterday. I really think you've got to wait some time still to to make any evaluations on Derek. So I, I do think there's a concern, right? He just hasn't stayed healthy, and now he doesn't have the same bounce he used to have, and he's heavy. You know, and not like he's fat. He's heavy. He's 270, 65, 70 pounds. That's a, that's a big number in the NBA. It's hard for players uh, of that weight to stay healthy in the NBA with all the running uh, and the speed that takes place in the game. So, uh uh, you know that's that would I think be 
the concern. Uh, but I, I also think, let's go back, the Jazz worked, from my understanding, the Jazz worked Derek in the offseason very hard but gently and trying to prevent him from having uh, any real problems. So that training camp was his spot where he was going to get in camp. Most guys came into camp having done the OTAs and ready, and um, training camp was going to be his spot to get in shape. And then he gets hurt after the first game. So then he comes back, tries to work himself into shape, plays two back-to-back 30-minute games, and gets hurt again. Sits for a month. He's now you know three months behind getting in shape. So if you just took it as that he needed a month, though frankly a month of the season is probably not as hard as a month of training camp, then you know your your table started about the end of December, and by the end of January, hopefully, and I think he looks a little better every game, by the end of January, he looks all right. Um, so uh, I, I would say all-star game, end of January is when we probably, if Derek still looks the exact same as he does now, then then I would then I'll have concern. But I, I and and if he's he's got to stay healthy between now and then, otherwise I would not really worry about it too much. In regards to Alec, or no, in regards to Joe jo, Joe Ingles, um, I mean Joe's going to get paid this offseason, and I don't know if we can afford to have him. Right, depends what we do with everything else. But Joe's going to get paid. These guys guys get paid. Uh, the low level salary is going to be is more than it used to be, and he's proving he can play in this league. Uh, you know he's he didn't become an athletic marvel overnight, so he still has some limits. But he's shown he can do a lot of really good things. Uh, do we have anyone yet with the confidence in our core to take and actually make a game winner? That's such a by Brandon Whitesides. Um, or do we keep rotating, hoping that someone steps up? to that player in time for playoffs. I mean, I think that there's just, you're playing matchups. You're going to try to find the guys. Um, Gordon is having, uh, you know, these are very small sample sizes, right? And so, um, you know, Gordon had a very good year a year ago uh, in the final five minutes of games and has not had a very good shooting year this year. I would assume that that's just going to be, he starts to make some and then it goes back the other way. He had a great last five minutes the other night, though. Um, we have two assists and created opportunities for a bunch of guys. Went to the line twice. Uh, I, I, I think I, I have said this a lot. Maybe this isn't what you mean by this. Um, I, I always think that there is a phenomenon where you watch Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, make his game winner last night, and you'll see it all over. He wins. He beats the Knicks in Madison Square Garden, and it's awesome. And now you see, then you see your player miss because you watch all of your own games, and you don't watch, um, and you don't watch their game every night, and you only see other teams' players make those shots, right? That's so. That's just the reality because that's the only way. If Adetokounmpo misses that shot, it doesn't become a highlight. Um, and Otto Dukumbo is pretty good. Um, he's one of the clutchest players in the league. With his length, he's able to get stuff off and get to the basket. Uh, last year, he was incredible. I think he was number one in the league uh, in the final two minutes of a close game. And this year, he's 9 of 20. Okay, so he's really good. That's 9 of 20 is, is like elite-level stuff. Uh, in the final five minutes of games this year, he's at 53%. So he's, he's one of the best there is. But if you go run the numbers for 
you know, the players around the league in the final two minutes of a close game or, or final, you know, what, hey, I'll do it. Uh, if you run the numbers for the final two minutes of a close game, the guys who take the most shots in the league, Russell Westbrook shoots 39%. Anthony Davis shoots 41 Dame Lillard shoots 41%. Devin Booker, 38 DeMarcus Cousins, 41 Kemba, 43 Paul George has been great this year after being terrible the last few years, 55 Isaiah Thomas is amazing at 53%, plus 27 free throw attempts. Adetokounmpo, 45 Carmelo, 30 DeRozan, who's amazing, 50%. Marcus Sol, 50 Bledsoe, 52. Butler, 50. Conley, 50. James Harden, 16%. Um, Joel Embiid, 23%. Kawhi Leonard, 33%. Bradley, Dennis Schroeder, 40. Bradley Beal, 36. Carl Anthony Towns, 36%. Kyle Lowry, 36%. Evan Fournier, 31%. Three-pointing shooting. Westbrook, 29. Lillard, 20 Devin Booker, 18. DeMarcus, 30. Kemba, 17. 38 for Paul George. 50 for Isaiah Thomas. 38 for Marcus Gasol. 10% for James Harden. 25% for uh, Kawhi Leonard. One for four. Uh, C.J. McCollum. Bradley Beal, 28%. Kyle Lowry, 14%. Carl Anthony Towns, 14%. So there's a level here where you just see your own guy miss shots and decide he's terrible. And you don't see that most of the league misses those shots almost all the time. Gordon's not having a good year late in games this year. He had a good year last year. But the nar- last year the narrative was terrible on him. It wasn't true. Uh, so I don't really know how to answer that question because do I have a confidence in our core to take and actually make a game winner? You know, what I'm telling you is that most of the league shoots 35% on those shots. Hard. What are the benefits, advantage of any of any Jazz player making the All-Star game? Should we as a fan base selfishly hope they don't make it in the season, uh, particularly to get rest, while unlikely imagine the fans' reaction if Rudin or, um, or Gordon or Rudy got hurt? And all that. You can't live that. It's it's all benefit, uh, frankly, because also because Rudy signed. Um, so Rudy could get this massive extension, and um, if but the Jazz have already signed him. Uh, so uh, that was that was probably pretty good work by the Jazz. Looks like our Facebook Live crashed at this point. Um, so if you're listening to on podcast version, you got the full version. You didn't miss anything. Should we be worried about Hayward leaving? All he wants to do is win. He says, would his chances in Boston be a whole lot better? Could he we win? See him go somewhere like with what KD did and make a superstar team. Yeah, I mean, he's a free agent. You should be worried about it. Like, he's important to our team. If he leaves, we're not very good. Um, so you should be worried about it. But there's nothing you can really do about it. I'd cheer him and root for him and and try to make it a positive experience as much as you can as a fan. The organization's doing the same. But, yeah, he's a free agent. He's got the right to leave. Uh, what has to happen if the Jazz want to keep Joe Ingles next year? Probably pay him more money than they've paid him so far. Um, I, I don't know how much. Is he an $8 million player? Is he a $10 million player? Do you think George Hill has a greater impact on the Jazz offense or defense? Probably both. Maybe. Yeah, was Hill concussed? Yeah, he's in the concussion protocol. So that's why he's concussed and that's why he's not played yet. His face is not great, by the way. Not sure how much solid food he can eat right now either um, after all the damage that was done to his face and the stitches. Uh, So we'll see when he can get back. He's got to get through the protocol. He's got to go through workouts without getting lightheaded, without having symptoms. 
Um, I think uh, there's a conversation about favors. I think I've answered that. Rodney elevates on his jump shot higher than most anyone in the league. When he pulls the trigger, it always looks like he's three feet off the ground. That's, I mean, that's the beauty of of Rodney is he can get that shot off all the time. Now he's got to figure out a way to choose when to do that and when to um, when when to draw try to draw fouls because he's got to get to the free throw line a little bit more uh, than he is right now. Max floater in the paint could be dubbed the Macarena. Oh, I kind of like it. I, I think that's just crazy enough. I might do it. Hey, Macarena. Kind of like it. Kind of like it a lot. So bad. I mean, it's so terrible. I kind of like it. Uh, a lot of fans enjoy seeing how well Neto on the floor. Can you comment about his long-term prospects making it the NBA as well as impact on this year's Jazz team? How do you overcome size limitations? You don't. Um, I think he's a gr- I love him. Uh, I think he's a great player. I think he maximizes who he is. He's a total pro. Just look around the league and see how many guys are you know, undersized that are playing and, and then who they are and how what they do. Very few of them. Very, very hard to play point guard in this league under 6'3 right now. He's doing a great job, but he's a better player than he was a year ago. Uh, he's under contract for another year or two. He'll be with us. Uh, he's probably, you know, he started 52 games last year, which was probably unfair to ask him to do that. Um, he's really uh, he's really a great kid, and he's played well. Uh, he just, you know, defensively he's a little small. Offensively, he can't, he's learning when to pick his spots to get into the basket, which is cool. Uh, I don't see Clay Thompson, Marcus or Boogie as all-star locks. Okay, I do. Uh, Rudy is as dominant on D as Boogie is on all. Rudy's RPM is higher. If Gordon is better than 22 points a game, the Jazz are better than 600 Gordon's in. Do you think there's a risk that Rudy and Gordon split the Jazz vote? I think it's really unlikely that both of them make the team. Do I think that means they split the vote? No, I just don't think there's enough spots. I, I don't see. You know, there's some level. Clay Thompson's got to do something to get knocked off the All Star team, right? Clay Thompson's on last year's All Star team. When they vote, he has done, his numbers are the exact same. Uh, Marcus Sol has been really good. I, I'm, I'd be surprised if he doesn't make it. And the respect the league has about him. Uh, and Boogie, you know, Boogie's Boogie. Boogie's is, you know, if you're a coach and you're preparing for a game, he's about as dominant as they come. George Hill has not always been injury-prone. And George Hill's not injury-prone this year either, Michael Bennett asked the question. George Hill took a freaking elbow to the face that crashed in his face. Do you think the Jazz can catch the Rockets for the third seed? No, I do not. I think it's like five, six games, and the Rockets would have to fall apart. Um, George Hill's in the concussion protocol. I do not have a timetable on it. As Tyler Hansborough was... Four months. Rashawn Holmes, I think, is still in it. Philadelphia, it's been three weeks. Um, other players have been 10 days. Marvin Williams, I think, was 10 days this year. Uh, would you be willing interested in dropping by the Jazz Reddit page sometime? I really enjoy the community. I think it's interaction will be fun. Um, so I'm interested. I haven't done it. Um I have to understand the Reddit culture a little bit. From the things I know of the Reddit culture, I can't see the benefit of why I would do this. Um, like, I'm pretty available to everybody. So I don't really know, like, if there's somebody on the Reddit culture that somehow is not getting me and not getting something, I don't know what it is. So someone would have to talk me into what, not to make it all about me, but it is all about me in this case, if I'm using my time and exposing myself and... um uh, someone's going to have to explain to me what my what I benefit from doing that. 
Is your answer, Dylan? Um, Del Toledo, who sends me the craziest trade ideas every single day, including us acquiring DeMarcus Cousins, um, now wants to trade Millsap and Corver for favors. Oh, and Alec. Uh, why is Atlanta doing that? Why, why is Atlanta taking two guys that are injured? That is today's edition of Shamrock Auto Group Facebook Live, which crashed on Facebook because our internet in Canada is not very good. Uh, Have a great day. Um, I'm not staying here, though it's been discussed. All of us have discussed it. See you. Have a good one. Bye. The kids are playing and laughing. The house is filled with the life you've worked so hard to build. You are committed to protecting this life and everyone in it. Life insurance from USAA can help. Call 1-800-531-LIFE for a quote.